there, Bucks fans. How's it going? It's time for Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with Scott Smith. And this is the insider we've all been waiting for because football things have started happening. There's actual football happening on the field. Now, again, no pads, not yet. We still got to wait a little bit for that. But after this offseason, we will take whatever we can get out there. So, uh, and we, we've had exciting news of, of signings and, and there's just so much has been going on this last week. So let's go ahead and start for now with LaShawn McCoy, that addition. And I wanted to hear your thoughts on that signing overall. And then now that we've also gotten to hear from him, he spoke to the media the other day, which if you haven't gotten a chance to see that, it's up on Buccaneers.com. So based on the signing and then what you've heard from him saying in his media session, what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, I'll get to LaShawn in a second. I wanted to start by saying something I forgot last week, which was the first time I was back in the office doing this. That The only reason I can do this without wearing a mask is I'm in my own office with the door closed and nobody else in here. Otherwise, I, like everybody else, has to wear a mask everywhere we go. I didn't want anybody watching this to think that I'm messing up with the rules and endangering the team because player safety and getting the season going is the number one issue. So there's yes. my mask right there. There it also, is. There also, a that that uh, lanyard has a chip tracer in it. If I get within 10 feet of a player, it starts beeping in a very annoying noise. It makes me feel like a criminal. So um, believe me, that won't happen. <laughs> yes, and it, it, it's funny because it makes me think that it's like a shock collar. Like I think about that with dogs <laughs> where they get close to the fence and it like beeps to warn them that I'd love yeah. to see if you kept going, if it also has a bit of a shock factor in it. I feel like I'm not going to find out. Yeah, let's not find out. <laughs> the, the, noise is bad. the noise is bad enough, believe me, enough. Believe me on that. LaShawn McCoy, yes, he, he got signed early enough yesterday. You know, you, I know it had been reported for several days, but he still had to do the COVID test. And he had to do the normal physical. But he got it all done in time on Tuesday morning to go out on the field with the team. So he's already had one. And he's doing one now, I, I presume. Uh, workout with the team and then he did a one of these zoom interviews afterwards and I really I really enjoyed his interview you, you know you can tell a guy is is not phoning it in he's he's actually really paying attention and looking for answers when he makes like good-natured jokes he's not just saying whatever cliche yeah, comes one, one day at a time give it 110 percent yeah <laughs> somebody asked him what uh, several times he was asked about what he thought his role would be in the offense and um he, he answered, well, I think I'll probably get somewhere between 20 and 25 carries a game. And my brain went immediately before I realized it was a joke. I'm like, wait, that 20, that's like the featured back. Like very few guys get 25 carries in a game. And if they do, they're like Ezekiel Elliott. You know, it's not a common thing in today's NFL. Uh, and then he, then he cracked and, and started laughing. He doesn't know. Nobody knows yet what his role is going to be. But this is a guy um, – that averaged 4.6 yards per carry last year with the Chiefs. Now, he, his role was re reduced, and he didn't really get to play in the, pre in the postseason. But he was pretty good when he was on the field. And he, he's 32 years old. He's coming off his lowest production season because he didn't get to play that much of his career. But I still think this is a guy that might have something to offer. We're going to find out. And it kind of makes that running back room catch up to the tight ends and receivers in terms of there's a lot of guys there, and it's hard to tell who's going to get fed the football the most, but we'll find out. It's something they have to figure out pretty quickly, of course, uh, with the, you know, with the short training camp. Yeah, that's true. And uh, just a reminder to everyone, we always love answering your questions. So go ahead and put those in the comment section underneath the Facebook live video. Um, and I know that, you know, we just talked about the fact that we don't exactly know what LaShawn McCoy's role is going to be, but we did see that Clifton asked, what kind of impact can you see him having at his age? So knowing the LaShawn McCoy that we've seen in his six Pro Bowls in those years, um, how similar or different do you feel like he could be? Or 
just even looking at this Bucks offense and what they might need, looking at maybe why they signed him, what would your guess be about what they want him to be doing? I think he's something of an insurance policy. Um, you know, we did have three running backs go on the COVID list. Now that's probably temporary and it doesn't even mean that any of them or all of them contracted the virus. They could have just been in contact with someone who did. Um, so, you know, at the moment you're down a few bodies, but also in the regular season, you're counting on either Ronald Jones becoming more of a receiver or Keyshawn Vaughn, the rookie, coming in. And they think he can be a pass catcher. And, and I want to differentiate, and Ronald Jones actually sort of alluded to this. I'm sorry, not Ronald Jones. Um, LaShawn McCoy actually alluded to this when he was talking yesterday, that there's a difference between being the check down guy. The quarterback looks around, can't find anybody open, checks it down to the running back who's out in the flat. Um, most running backs can do that just fine, but, but they often offenses will ask running backs to go split out into the slot and run actual receiver routes, not necessarily deep ones, but a number of different receiver routes. And he mentioned that he can do that. And I think we believe the team believes that, that Keyshawn Vaughn can probably do that too, but you don't really know. You don't know for sure. And because there's such an abbreviated time before the season starts, it's probably a little, I don't know, you, you feel a little, unsure about expecting a rookie to do exactly what you're hoping he will do. Now, running back is a position that a lot of rookies can assimilate into the NFL very quickly. Uh, there's rookies who make big impacts at running back every year, <clears throat> more so than most positions, but still, they don't have a lot of time, so you're not sure. So, you know, and, and Bruce and, and Jason Light have both talked about how in today's NFL, most teams have a running back by committee. I think that's what Bruce Arians wants. It also allows you – it gives you depth. So if the guys aren't available for, by, for injury or illness or other reason, you have other guys available. And I think that's what happened with the Chiefs last year. You know, they – he did a lot early on, and then his role kind of diminished because they had other guys. And, and, you know, getting through the season, it might take all of those guys. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um Scotty Martinez asked, how is Gronk looking coming uh, a year out of practice? Does he look like he never skipped a beat or look a little sluggish? He looks big. <laughs> he looks very big. You know, I, I watched the practice, the offenses uh, practices on Monday and Tuesday. They're running a lot of routes. And, uh, you know, as far as I could tell, he looks like he's moving just fine. Uh, I did highlight one play at the very end on Monday. They were doing red zone throws and for the most of the receivers those were back corner fades you know these are just this isn't giving anything away because these are regular routes that every team runs and practices they run slants and posts and so on and they were running some routes where the tight ends end up in the back of the end zone and Tom Brady threw it like 15 feet in the air because he knew that Gronk could go up and Gronk is six foot six 200 whatever he is now 60 pounds I know that's what he's trying to get to He's already six foot six with long arms, but he also jumps. And I mean, he, he caught a ball so high. I'm like, nobody could have gotten to that. A quarterback can throw it there and know it won't be intercepted. And maybe this guy can go get it. So uh, that was the most eye-opening thing I saw from Gronk on the first That's, couple of days. That sounds exciting. I can't wait to watch. I mean, yeah, just thinking about that, you know, Cambrate and, you know, they've just been the red zone options now and, and Mike Evans and how big and long he is. Like, it really does feel like the play can just be Brady covering his eyes and throwing it up. <laughs> and one of those guys is going to come down with it. Uh, that, that'll be my contribution to the playbook. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell Byron, this yeah, is my idea. Tell him to turn yeah. him backwards, heave it over his head. <laughs> one, of, one of those guys has it. Um, okay, Daniel said, I'm nervous about our depth in the defensive line and outside linebacker at the pass rusher. Have you heard that they have anyone in their sights? Well, 
I agree on half of that. I, I think the D line, the, the down lineman depth is fine, especially with Indomitian Sue, Nacho's back. I know we lost Bo Allen, but he really didn't have a ton of snaps last year. Um, Nacho can take more of those. We drafted Khalil Davis. Uh, we got Will Golston, Vita Vea. Vita Vea is probably going to take more snaps this year. That's what uh, Todd Bowles said. So I don't think we have any issues with depth on the down linemen. I agree on the outside linebackers, at least in terms of there's not much proven behind Shaq and JPP. Um, Anthony Nelson is obviously the best hope, the best case scenario. The, the draftee, the fourth round pick that I know they felt really good about getting him in the fourth round last year, saw his rookie season kind of slowed down by hamstring injuries, but they liked what he did when he was in practice. Um, if he could step up and be the next Carl Massib, that third man in the rotation or a guy that starts when somebody's not available, I think you'll be fine. But it, it's, it's definitely fair to be worried about that. Um, do they have anybody? There's a lot of guys still unsigned, Clay Matthews types that are unsigned. I don't know if the Bucks are looking at them or not. At the moment, they actually have to get the roster down by a few spots before August 16th. So it's a possibility. Um, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, I was saying all along, I didn't think we were going to sign another running back. And then we signed LaShawn McCoy. So, so what uh, do we know? Think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just think that had a lot to do with it feeling like a good fit and maybe, maybe worried about the depth there. Mm-hmm. So it could be the same issue. Yeah. Uh, Sean said, Tristan mentioned last week in his interview with the media, he was looking forward to going against the best pass rushers in the league, including Shaq. How fun is that matchup going to be in practice? Um, and then I'll add my little part onto the question of how important is that for him to have guys like that in practice with such a reduced off season, no preseason yeah. games. I mean, you kind of forget the impact that having good players on your team has on your team in practice. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. And he's going to need, he's going to need those guys to sharpen him iron on iron. Uh, yeah. He's not going to get any preseason games. <laughs> the first time he takes a live snap will count and he'll be protecting Tom Brady, presuming he wins the right tackle job. And of course, Bruce Arians said no, no rookies guaranteed a job. So he still has to win it, but he's obviously the guy that they're expecting to be the one to step in there. You know, it's a tough transition for even the best offensive tackle prospects to transition from the college into the NFL. And that's even from a, from a, like an uh, O-line factory like Iowa. I mean, those guys, you could hardly find a guy that you could expect to be more ready for the NFL to make that instant transition than Tristan Wirfs. So that's good news, but it's still a tough position to make a transition at. And that's particularly true in pass blocking. And, and you know, he's going to right off the bat, he's going to have, Cameron, Cameron Jordan, like you said, and there's not a lot of let up on the schedule. There's a lot of good pass rushers there. So yeah, if Shaq can, you know, give him a little welcome to the NFL, this is what it's like here and JPP as well. Um, that'll help a lot. But you know what I liked about Tristan Wirfs because that questioner was mentioning his interview the other day. He, he didn't, he wasn't really willing to go with the, you know, that common, Hey, you're such a nice, he's clearly like a, he seems like a gentle, nice guy when you're, when you're watching him on these interviews. He's like, do you have a f- switch that flips and then you're a mean, nasty dude on the field? And he's like, no, not really. You know, I don't think you have to flip a switch. You just have to beat your guy and then beat him again on the next snap and then beat him again on the next snap. And then that's just as good as like, you know, talking trash and spitting and yelling at him. If you just beat him constantly, that's as intimidating as being a mean, nasty guy and flipping the switch. I just really liked that answer. I thought it was, it was very genuine. 
Yes, I agree with that. And it's true. I mean, we think so much about whatever kind of attitude you have to have while you do your job. Who, if, if you're doing your job, who cares? I'd much rather have a guy that's nice and gets his job done than a guy that's trash talking and mean all the time and then, you know, gets beat. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know before we started this, a couple of minutes before we started, I started just yelling and screaming obscenities at you just, just to flip that switch to get ready. Exactly. For that's how but I not everybody's like that. <laughs> that's why I was like, I know Scott's ready now. Scott's ready. Let's go. Um, Byron, we kind of talked about this in terms of the LaShawn McCoy signing and, and then also with, uh, defensive ends and you know different other positions but he asked do you think we'll have another big signing before the season starts if so I think it would be at outside linebacker um, you know I think LaShawn McCoy is probably the big shot you took right before camp it's not a time when teams and the Bucks in particular have generally added big names it, it happens from time to time you know you got the Logan Makins trade a few years ago and stuff like that sure and, and the Buccaneers clearly are all in I mean, every move that has been made this offseason has proven that they're all in. So it wouldn't be shocking, but it's not something that normally happens. Okay. Uh, Jermaine asked, uh, how many pro bowlers do you think we will produce this year? Jermaine, Jermaine Phillips? Former uh, Jermaine Phillips? Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's, uh... They used to call him Flip. That was his nickname. I like that nickname. Um, how many pro bowlers? We, I think we talked about this, didn't we? Yeah, I think we talked somebody, about it last week, maybe, that somebody suggested they thought five or six, five, and we thought Yeah, it was and I, I thought that was crazy, and then I started counting it. I mean, we already had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Shaq last year, so and, and all those guys obviously are quite capable of repeating, and especially once you get your foot in the door in the Pro Bowl, and you've been to a few of them, you get that Pro Bowl momentum. I'm not sure the Pro Bowl is actually going to be played, by the way, but they will probably still pick it, even if they don't play it. So you could start with those three as a pretty decent guess. And we're all hoping that um, the greater attention that's going to come to the Bucks because we have Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and we're considered, uh, you know, good postseason candidates will shine a spotlight on guys that maybe have been underappreciated. Obviously, the poster boy for that, for good reason, is Levante David. Um, you could see that. Uh, a lot of people think this might be an opportunity for Ali Marpet or Ryan Jensen. Some of the good offensive linemen, Donovan Smith, the, the, that have been playing well, I don't think you'd get more than one of them, but you might get one of those guys. Maybe Ali Marpet gets his first Pro Bowl. And already you're at five at this point, right? So and maybe Devin – if Devin White becomes the playmaker that everybody expects, he could be a top ten linebacker in the NFL, and which might make him top five in the NFC, and he could get in there. Um, you know, Bruce Arians said the other day that he thinks Carlton Davis is a top ten cornerback in the NFL. Uh, if that's the case and it's recognized – He's got a shot at the Pro Bowl. So, you know, no, all those guys aren't going to make it. But um, I could see if the Bucks win, and that's what happened in the 90s. When they were winning, they were getting five, six, one time eight guys in the Pro Bowl. You stop winning, you, you go for a few years, and you're happy when you get one or two. So if the Bucks win, I would say five. Okay, well, that's going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks, as always, for those awesome questions. We are so excited that football is happening again out there at Advent Health Training Center. And we're also getting even closer to Scott and I getting to do training camp live. So I know it's tough for people knowing they won't be able to come to training camp practices. We're going to do our best to get you as much coverage and make you feel as much like you were there as possible. So that's going to be starting in about a week and a half, hopefully. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all those questions. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>